you are a parent. You have a kid, daughter, son, doesn't matter. Uh, even if it's not biologically yours. Now, a lot of times, I know a lot of you expect me to start off, uh, you know, episode introductions with your a scientist or a Navy SEAL or, you know, some highly respected individual, but just bear with me. This time around, you're a parent. I know a lot of you are parents and a lot of you aren't. So just it, for those that aren't envisioned with me, if you will, if um, wherever you are sitting watching this, whether you're at work or at home, you name it. Now, you're a parent and you've recently gotten married, okay? And you're driving into a new city that you and your partner have decided to sort of start a new life in, right? Typical sort of, you know, American dream, European dream, doesn't matter, right? This is what everyone around the world generally does, or, you know, people who have families tend to try and do in a more positively oriented sense. So you're driving into this new city, it doesn't have to be in America, could be anywhere, and you start noticing some very strange geological structures and you start thinking to yourself, okay, this is very strange or what have you, right? But you go, you know, you ignore it. You're kind of into the occult. Your finger's sort of on the pulse with respects to certain terminology, certain symbols, you name it. But, you, you know, you kind of just put it to the side. You're focusing on your career, your, your new child, your, uh, your partner, wife, husband, doesn't matter. So you notice that there's some strange geographical, uh, you know, architecture and, and recently put up buildings. So it, not all of the architecture and buildings that seem to have some type of occult, sacred, geometrical implication are all old. Not all of them are. Long story short, you, you buy a house every, or you rent a house, what, what have you, and y your kid starts going to school after a few years, right? They're old enough to go to school, and you start finding out as your child grows up a little more, you know, four years old, five years old, six years old, that as they come home from school, you ask your kid, you know, hey, you know, how, how was school today, right? As per usual. And your kid then says to you, Oh, it was okay, but you know, I got in trouble today, dad or mom, whatever. And you said, Oh, what happened? Well, I did this and that, and I was put in the computer room. And you're thinking, wait, no, you mean the timeout room. And your kid goes, no, 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 there is no timeout room. It's now the computer room. Now, with that being said, keep that in mind. Because what will happen then next is that when it comes time for parent-teacher interviews, as they usually do at schools, right? Uh, you then go with your partner and ask the teacher that keeps putting your kid in the computer room every time they get in trouble. Why do you have a computer room and not a timeout room? You're getting a strange vibe from this teacher. You're sitting with them face to face and their eyes start to flicker in a certain way. And you think to yourself, am I seeing things? Am I going crazy? And then as you leave that parent teacher interview, you say to your wife, your husband, we got to get out of this city. There's something wrong here. Something does not feel right. The energy, the people, you name it. Now, before we get into that, I just want to say we do have a Patreon. It does keep the show alive. And I'm so appreciative of every single one of you for supporting, especially during the time that we got banned from YouTube. With that being said, please check out patreon.com slash generation Z. And also we recently started a new Twitch channel where we're going to do a bunch of different kinds of gaming, uh, have a lot of fun, cover the news. You name it at twitch.com slash trust but verify verify spelt v-e-r-f-e-y-e -E. all of the links are in the description below for those on youtube now let's jump right into it so today's title is called die hold using black scrying mirrors to inoculate hyperversal wisdom teeth all right and in brackets loses trust now we're going to jump right into it so let me just make the screen a little bit smaller again we'll be experimenting with sort of the um uh, my face in the corner type situation now first and foremost Let's break this down very fundamentally, okay? I would like to give a very special thank you to a, a member and a very good friend of the show, Scott, who had said something during a Zoom call shortly after Dan Winter performed, a, uh, did his lecture for us uh, yesterday as of the, the day I'm, uh, as of the day I'm recording this, excuse me. Our friend Scott said, the computer, the PC, the Mac, whatever, the screen is the new altar. 
And there's a very strong statement to be said about that. And I think there's a lot of esoteric meaning behind that as well. So Scott, brother, thank you so very much. In addition to everybody else, Michael, Ani, uh, Riel, Nils, you name it, everybody, Michelle, Rena, thank you so much. So let's jump into it. Take a look right over here. Dieholdfoundation.com. The Diehold Foundation was created in 1997 to accomplish four major goals. Number one was to fund geological expeditions to gather information on the past climate and biomass of selected regions of the Earth. The period of interest is from 10,000 BP to 120,000 BP. The collection of samples are tested and dated. We believe we can determine what side of the Earth will be facing the Sun when it novas during the next geomagnetic reversal or polar reversal. All right. This will be done by collecting sediment samples from around the world to look for the small glass beads thrown off by the Nova. These are the same glass beads that were found on the moon. Interestingly enough, uh, end quote before I go on, some of these glass beads are the same glass beads or fr uh, fragments of glass, if you will, that were also found in the Middle East that seem to indicate there was some type of ancient nuclear war thousands and thousands of years before allegedly, you know, humanity was able to get their hands on nukes. But we see now through, again, people like, you know, Christopher Mellon, Lou Elizondo and others that it seems to be the case that government officials are now saying there's been an extraterrestrial influence in our history. Again, you don't have to take those two gentlemen's words in particular, but the evidence seems to be mounting up as the day goes by. Now, number two, the second reason is to research gravitational anomalies found in the United States and the world as defined in the book, Gravitational Mystery Spots of the United States of the United State by Douglas Vogt. Again, before I go on, I just want to say very strongly, these could be ley lines. So let's be very clear about that. The research will include expeditions to these sites for the purpose of testing and data collection. All right. We believe these gravitational anomalies are the result of a very highly advanced technology by a previous civilization. But no, Atlantis, no, bullshit, no way. There's no way that happened. It's not like, you know, Atlantis and geological impressions and compressions that have been studied by both Randall Carlson and Graham Hancock perfectly aligned with that in which the time, the time and date that Plato said Atlantis existed were consistent. But no, it's all bullshit. Forget about it, right? So anyways, let's take a look over here. The third reason is to fund research covering the causes of the past ice ages, geomagnetic reversals, or polar reversals, mass extinctions, and other phenomena related to the polar reversals. The objective of the research is to find a casual relationship between geological cycles and astronomical cycles with an, inform with an informational theory of existence such as the theory of multidimensional reality. All right. And number four, the purpose for the foundation's research is to see if global warming is caused by a collapsing magnetic field on the Earth and the sun, which will eventually culminate in a geomagnetic reversal than an ice age on the Earth. All right. Interestingly enough, here's what we do. If we here's what we'll see. Excuse me. If we scroll down, the Hebrew alphabet is the key. Now, I want to say very strongly, I'm not trying to make this a, a religious episode. There will be some symbolism and some different cultures and influences that I will be incorporating in the presentation here. But again, I want to be very clear. I'm trying my best to take an unbiased and neutral stance. I'm not uh, ideologically subscribing to any one individual belief system or anything of the sort. Now, Take a look at this. After eight years of research and testing, our founder discovered uh, and testing our founder discovered that the Hebrew alphabet is the result of 22 views of a waveform that is a modified square wave. You want to know something, folks? Allegedly, according to four different military whistleblowers, each of which do not know one another. If any of you would like the information for those on Patreon, send me a message. For those on YouTube, genzpodcast@gmail.com. I'll do my best to get back to you. Apparently humans are the result of a combination of 22 different hybrogenetics. So let's just keep that in mind. That could be a, a random connection. It could be a fluke, but we're seeing now today relative to the simulation that we live in perpendicular to that of the occult magic and quantum physics. 
flukes are not so fluky anymore. So let's take a look. This waveform is superimposed on a toroid shape that represents how a carbon atom modulates into this dimension, toroidal fields. As Mr. Dan Winter said, centripetal forces, not only Mr. Dan Winter, but if we reverse it in terms of the time frame, Walter Russell's universal one, we'll get to that very shortly. Take a look at this. This waveform, also by the way, sorry, these are the same types of certain kinds of shapes in which the esoteric alleged blueprints are used for certain extraterrestrial craft. This waveform is superimposed on a toroid shape that represents how a carbon atom modulates into this dimension. This part of our research is found in the book Creation of the Hebrew Alphabet. The Library of Congress indexed this book, Quantum Computing, and that is exactly what is described in the book. The Hebrew Alphabet and the Torah is the product of a very highly advanced previous civilization that once lived on earth the important part of this research is that this advanced civilization must have had the same information philosophy of existence as explained in the theory of multidimensional reality or else mr vacht could not have discovered its origin abraham purchased the cave of Machpelah, not just as a burial site but really because of the technology found deep inside now what we're going to see here is that in ramifications of the Hebrew scriptures, we discover, and I quote, the number of years between geomagnetic reversals in 1994 to be 12,068 years. This number surprisingly appeared in the Torah in code. The question was, how did a late Bronze Age man know the exact number of years between reversals? Huh, polar reversals, right? Therefore, we started to look closer at the Torah. We discovered 10 code system mo um, a 10-code system that Moses used in writing the surface story of the Torah. This information is explained in Moses and the 10-code systems. This lead us, leads us to discover the greatest hidden secret in the Torah that related to our primary work. The Torah has in a way has in it a way of saving ourselves from the worst parts of the reversal and resulting ice age. The Torah actually has embedded in it the exact month, day, and year for the next polar reversal. These are the reasons we had to investigate the Torah and find out what it really was. End quote. Now, again, I just want to say this was published, this episode, uh, excuse me, this website was opened on 1997, in the year 1997, and all the way up until 2018, and I believe Mr. Douglas Vogt, um, as nice and generous as I allegedly he is, seems to not be updating the website. I could be wrong, I don't want to put words in his mouth, but again, fantastic content and research here, because not only does it give a visual, but at the same time, it shows... Certain human beings knew when polar reversals seemed to occur. Now, if polar reversals seemed to occur, what would you then do if you can't go into space to get out to, to, so, to save yourself and your family and your, and your culture, your society? You're going to go underground. Interestingly enough, could it be possible that every 12,068 years, give or take, relative to that in which Graham Hancock and Randall Carlson discussed the whole 13,000-year period sort of reversal, uh, you know, um, a repercussion, if you will, of compression, could it be possible that human civilizations kept going underground every, you know, roughly 13,000 years? It just kept going and going. And then those people from previous civilizations that went underground welcomed those other new civilizations with open arms. And they just kept staying down there because the technology was better. There was very little politics with respects to violence. Is that possible? Now... Let's take a look at what hyperversals are. A bibliotechaplates.net, fantastic indexing website. Hyperversals, a new category of aliens. For years now, human contactees have written about a category of extraterrestrials who so greatly exceed aliens like the Greys. For example, that description sometimes falls short. Such aliens have been described as non-physical or hyperdimensional. In Jim Bar in Jim Mars' book Alien Agenda, excuse me, government-trained remote viewers reported that such aliens are physical but originated during a succession of previous universe cycles something like a previous universe but not exactly instead according to such reports they're all part of the same overall universe 
excuse me, what does this remind us of? If we look at last week's or two weeks ago's public episode, I forgot for a second that I was banned for a week, so two weeks back, the example I gave from our great friend of the show, Josh, when you're you're a truck driver and you see a craft occur and then a military helicopter is looking for that craft the day before you saw it occur. Because again, the multidimensional hypothesis relative to that of multiple realities and pushing aside the concept of string theory and implementing quantum entanglement warrants us to think about such possibilities relative to there not being a confine on time because we are the only ones that limit ourselves with respects to the confine of time and the uh, the mental suppression and depression we give ourselves with the inversion of fault so i'd like to thank specifically um brandy maria ani and michael for that sort of concept there thank you guys so much now take a look at this right over here in order for that to be possible, the universal, in, in order for these aliens to be all part of the same overall universe, the universal continuum, continuum, excuse me, would have to be much older than 13.7 billion years old. Cosmologists have toyed with the idea of a recycling universe, yet until articles about negative energy and slightly faster than light physics were published in recent years, a recycling universe was largely considered impossible. All right, now take a look at this right over here. More recently, cosmologists advanced the notion of a multiverse, a succession of interconnected or interdimensioning universes. Now, before I go on, for those that have checked out on YouTube, the public live stream of the Alternative 3, you'll see that we do cover that quite strongly. Again, we can also uh, correlate that with the show called Counterpart on Amazon Prime or a Star's original, I believe, with J.K. Simmons, if I'm not mistaken. I think that's a fantastic way of describing some of the more low-level, layman-type latency explanations relative to that of quantum physics and quantum entanglement. So take a look. String theorists suggest that a pre previous brain, a sheet-like fabric of time existing in a previous universe, could have connected with our brain to cause the current universe to form. All right, now take a look at this right over here. In New Scientist, a British scientist argued that a new model of physics could be premised on a more flexible notion of time alone. Another scientist suggested that during a previous universe cycle, aliens endangered by waning energy conditions could have engineered a new universe into being. He didn't suggest how they might have done so, but theorists like Stephen Hawking have suggested that by manipulating the energy versus negative energy status of a black hole, a kind of white hole could conceivably be created. In short, the old Einstein limit could be exceeded, end quote. Let's correlate the old Einstein limit being exceeded with that of Ben Rich, former Lockheed Martin Skunk Works division who said, and I quote, if I'm not mistaken, he said, Einstein wasn't wrong, but he wasn't entirely uh, complete in terms of his equations. And we found the empty, the missing equations, end quote. Now, from my understanding, it's, it now seems to be the case that Einstein may have actually come up with or discovered rather the theory of everything, but it's very hard to say. Now, take a look at this right over here. For years, Stephen Hawking bet colleagues that no information, no recognizable pattern in such quanta could escape a black hole. Then, in 2004, Hawking reversed himself and admitted that he'd probably lost the bet. New models showed that information contained in what goes into a black hole could escape from a black hole. Again, substantiating Clifford, Lieutenant Colonel Clifford Stone's statements, excuse me, Staff Sergeant Clifford Stone's statements on traversable black holes that we might, might not be able to decipher it given the mainstream assumption that there are no faster than light physics, an assumption that aliens say is incorrect. All right. Interestingly enough. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to scroll down a little bit more. Uh, we're going to take a look at something called magnetogravity. Magnetogravity is another kind of converged canceling out of waveform like that of the TR3B involving high energy fields or plasmas that are spun at around high RPMs through toroidal or circular tubes. Black budget labs in the U.S. now reportedly produce magnetogravity. Magnetogravity gravity simply converges and cancels out the magnetic fields that curve and bend around the flow of electricity. This can be modeled neatly. Scientists use the quote right hand rule and quote to model how magnetism flows around electrical current 
All right. To extend a universal cycle would be a major achievement, but would require all advanced type reversal aliens to agree on a certain basic, con certain basic conventions. End quote. Interesting that this is brought up relative to the time in which Avi Loeb, the Harvard astronomy professor who believes that the Oumuamua was uh, an alien craft, had recently said it's very possible that we are living inside of a simulation created by extraterrestrials. Now, could it have to do with the convergence within the 2012 timeline relative to that to that of CERN and the Large Hadron Collider? It's possible. It's very possible. But let's take a look at this right over here. A Biblioteca plates again. The Verdant's alien mind, hyperversal behaviors, all right? In order to rejuvenate themselves, older hyperversals numbed by their experiences may at times withdraw into isolated natural splendor or each other's company and the beauties of the cosmos, turning away from brutal manipulated conflicts way down at our short-lived human levels, all right? Now, before I go on, end quote, basically, these hyperversals, these beings, tend to sort of refrain when there is some type of energetic conflict that they can sense that may manifest itself into a stronger esoteric pr uh, provision or that of which a more physically oriented, uh, materialistic type, um, you know, a threat, if you will, that could kill their biological aspects when they implement or uh, sort of enter themselves via manifestations, technological manifestations, using nanotechnology that we see it as with subholographic pocket dimensions, or simply by literally maybe using real pair sites or using again very positively oriented mechanisms esoterically to enter a walk-in or a human if you will the reason i bring all of this up is because when they refrain when they retract you can actually find a lot of them not the good ones however you can find a lot of them within what is called the black scrying mirror. So let's take a look at what a black scrying mirror is. So neuromagic.com, black mirror scrying. I'd like to thank, uh, I believe, Ani, who brought this up to me. I did um, a couple hours worth of research after we got off that Zoom call into black mirror scrying, brother. Thank you so much. The facial reflection distortion technique. So take a look at this right over here. The black mirror facial reflection distortion technique is derived from literature attributed to Carol Polk Runyon and his affiliate Nelson White. The two reportedly worked together in the 60s and 70s. The technique was first described in a booklet called Secret Magic Revealed, authored by Nelson White and his wife Annie, end quote. Before I go on, I just want to say, I want to bring up a note here that I wrote down, thanks to a very good friend of the show, uh, Michael. Michael, brother, thank you so very much, uh, because I do not want to take the credit um, when it is not mine. As you can see here, I wrote down uh, the computer PC laptop is the modern Alter contributed that to Scott. Um, ritualized magic with intent. Michael, brother, thank you for, for um, enlightening me, if you will, to that term, because a lot of people say, oh, magic is nonsense, you name it. But with the right form of intention relative to centripetal forces that we see described not only in Walter Russell's universal one, but also within Dan Winter's work, but we'll use this image, for example, just to give you folks a bit more of a stronger idea. We'll see here again, cathode waves wind the cosmic clock centripetally and anode transverse waves unwind it centrifugally, all right? And we see the wave cycle relative to that of toroidal fields as what we were just looking at. Now, they then reverse themselves into the black, I guess you could say, black scrying mirrors, but it comes down to intention. Intention with respects to esoteric forms that we as a general society tend to view as prayer. That's the only form of intention uh, the public seems to know as, but there are many different forms of intention. You don't have to be, you know, praying or isolated to have some type of esoteric resonance or electromagnetic push, if you will, be insisted onto you. But let's take a look over here. Donald Michael Craig and his important work, Modern Magic, bears mention here as well. Popularization of the technique 
in modern times traces to uh, more to Craig's book more than to White's. Craig cited White in Modern Magic, but that book enjoyed much wider circulation than Secret Mag Magic revealed. Now take a look at this. According to the text, the sorcerer would stand up, would stand in the middle of the circle and call up and constrain the spirit within the triangle. Runyon uh, pr proposes that the circle shown within the triangle may have represented a mirror to be used as a scrying device. He further claims support for use of a black mirror because the circle is filled in with a dark pigment in at least one of the medieval manuscripts. Now we could say again, this is what's been used with respect to sigils, with respect to the Vril Society, with um, you know, and the Thule Society, Maria Orsic, with Hitler, you know, Nazi ET connection, you name it. There are a lot of people, particularly within the Patreon of our community, that are far more informed about this than myself. So I'm not going to sit here and pretend like I know everything that I'm talking about. But let's take a look at this right over here. Black mirrors are attained are easily attained in the current marketplace or can be constructed inexpensively. I'm not recommending anyone to do this, particularly if you're involved if you're into magic or the occult or something like this. Please take provisions and very strong protocols for yourselves. I'm not trying to encourage this in a uh, positive sense. But take a look at this right over here. Once you put the mirror down, I'm not going to read through all of this, but gaze at your facial reflection in the mirror while breathing normally. All right. If extraneous thoughts spontaneously come to mind, let them go as easily without ruminating on them. Okay. The main goal is to keep your eye gaze on your facial reflection. It's not uncommon for the gate for your gaze to drift around a bit. That's okay. As long as you keep your face in the object of your gaze rather than say the feature of the picture frame or anything else. All right. Now, the reason for this is that ultimately you'll see here, be advised when the morphing effects kick in, the morphing, not morphine, let me just be clear, kicks into full force. The early results often take on a monstrous look. It can be startling and can cause people to lose focus in the effect. Know that it's normal and that for most people, the tendency diminishes with continued practice. All right. Adopt a willful attitude about the imaging taking on a more pleasing form can help and quote. Okay. I'm not going to get into that because it's not for me to say if it's a good thing to do or a bad thing. Now let's take a look at this right over here. Bibliotechaplates.net yet again. All right. We're going to see here. Part number one, Cointel Pro, but the esoteric angle of Cointel Pro and the cosmic inversion, if you want to call it that. Take a look at this right over here. The Scam of Distraction. In 1931, Aldous Huxley wrote Brave New World in which he stated, and I quote, The older dictators fell because they could never supply their subjects with enough bread, enough circus, and enough miracles and mysteries, nor did they possess a really effective system of mind manipulation. Under a scientific dictator, education will really work, with the result that most men and women will grow up to love their servitude and will never dream of revolution there seems to be no good reason why a thoroughly scientific dictatorship should ever be overthrown seems to be something in which that again we could say for example the nazis tried to implement and we could see rudolf steiner's work tend to kind of uh, attribute that as well now take a look at this right over here each of the many techniques developed during this time was fully capable excuse me the intangibles of spirit had been harnessed anyone could evoke some desirable experience by manipulating awareness which is exactly what the scry black scrying mirror seems to do not saying it's good whatsoever at the basic physical and psychological levels never mind that all of this bypass the vital processes of reason and conscious decision making by its very nature the whole techno spiritual machine operated completely without critical thinking it tapped the bottomless pit of feeling emotion primal being never mind that much of this emotion was negative confusing anxious and fearful all right. Each of the many techniques developed during this time was fully capable of producing an emotional high of one sort or another. All right. What you'll see here is that there were endless peak experiences and dramatic personal breakthroughs. All right. The mixtures of Zen, yoga, meditation, and drugs, along with strict mechanical technology, were of 
uh, veritable adventure in awareness. And the reason why so, so much had to be done relative to being able to do it naturally, which very few people, uh, at least in today's modern day, can do with respects to this technique is because so many different kinds of mind control grids have been placed over us. I'm not saying just Saturn Moon Matrix concept, but again, I'm not saying that's solely the case. I could be very wrong about that ideological subscription or potential belief, but overall, we see their suppression. So sadly, this has to be used in a lot of regards. Now, Take a look at this. The only problem was, in the midst of all this peaking, mind-blowing, turning on and tuning in, ecstasy and encountering, many people encounter things that perhaps ought to not have been awakened. Boundaries were breached into unseeable and terrifying realms of consciousness. Alright? Again, interestingly enough, end quote. Take a look at this right over here. We'll find, Biblioteca plates again, the ascended masters are the fallen angels. I'm not saying this as if it's factual. I'm saying that we see, for example, that those in which have come to the higher ascended levels of the elites relative to that of the political, entertainment, medical, economic, uh, you know, space-faring spectrum, will find there could have been some form of dissemination via that of esoteric influence through such inversions of these potential hyperversals retreating into black scrying mirrors and then coming back out again when trying to influence certain particular mechanisms or certain particular forms of apparatuses relative to that of an alleged orion draco suppression now we'll see over here the living moon.com all right again having to do with project looking glass and the s4 the looking glass device at area s4 used a barrel housed with the center hole of a donut shaped structure Again, the toyroidal field. Not saying this is the only way to do it, but you see the connections. Let's just jump back here very quickly. The Diehold Foundation, the toyroidal field. You see, I hopefully I'm saying that right. Again, we go back to Walter Russell's universal one. Toyroidal fields. Toyroidal fields. Holy shit, crap. I'm, I'm not sure if, I could, if I'm uh, pronouncing that correctly or not. But anyways, let's carry on. So, please forgive me. Let's... Uh, Let's jump over to this right over here. During operation, argon gas, or argon gas, as Bob Lazar said, was sprayed into the center of the rotating barrel. A number of powerful electromagnets encircled the barrel, and as the power is fluctuated into the magnets and the orientation of the magnets is changed, it dials into the probabilities within hyperspace, contacting wormholes to various probabilistic universes. All right. According to Dan and Will Uhouse, a direct witness to early looking glass operations during the 1970s, the scientists working on the program quickly found out that the, that the device was multifunctional. Through a variation of power settings and alignments, the device could produce images. It was soon determined that these images dealt with future events which might take place on Earth. All right. According to Dan, it was soon determined what events would be the causation events for the ultimate splitting of humanity into what could become the J-Rods and the Orion beings. That information from the looking glass was supported by the direct testimony of both the J-Rods and Orion beings, according to their written and oral histories. It was further supported by observation of data from the quantum cube gift or Orion cube given to President Eisenhower in 1954. I'm still looking for that footage, by the way, uh, during the treaty. According to Dan, the looking glass devices and stargates were dismantled in an effort to protect humanity based upon the totality of information collected. There were also several other efforts commissioned by Majestic or Zodiac, as we now know them to be allegedly, to derail the potential sequence of events that would have led up to the catastrophe. End quote. It's hard to say if that was a lie or not. If again, they were just, if this gentleman, not trying to discredit them, but if they, this gentleman Dan, if they were told, and Will, you house? If they were simply told all of this was destroyed in order for, again, the sake of maybe not having their, uh, you know, uh, NDAs um, 
risking their NDAs with respect to their retirement and saying things as if they're factual because they will then think, oh, it's all done and over with and there's no point in me talking about it now, right? It could be. I could be very wrong. Again, it could be that it's true what happened here. Now, the reason I bring this up is because let's take a look at this right here. Now, members on Patreon, again, patreon.com slash generation Z will know much more strongly what we're seeing here. But again, having to do with the esoteric angle of all of this, using the wisdom teeth of these hyperversal beings. I haven't forgotten about that part yet, folks. NewYorkPost.com. Woman claims she was virtually groped in Meta's VR metaverse. All right. A beta tester has claimed she was virtually groped in the metaverse VR platform Horizon Worlds from Meta, the, comp the company formerly known as Facebook. Meta revealed the incident on December 1st, saying it occurred on November 26th. The woman had reported the assault on the Horizon Worlds beta testing Facebook group. All right. Take a look at this right over here. Sexual harassment is no joke on the regular internet, but being in VR adds another layer that makes the event more intense, she wrote, according to The Verge. Not only was I groped last night, but there were other people who supported this behavior, which made me feel isolated in the plaza. And the plaza is the virtual environment central gathering uh, space, end quote. The reason I say this is because when we take a look for, at uh, some examples of some of the different forms of esoteric incursions, such as what we see here, rt.com slash news, unit behind a notorious Pegasus spyware on brink of shutdown the NSO, the modern version of Promise, allegedly. It's this constant compression and decompression of esoteric events relating to that of physical events in which seem to correspond with a certain sacred geometrical event, just like the example I gave at the very beginning when someone, a kid in a class is in trouble. It's no longer time out, contemplate, think about what you did. It's go stare at a screen and project your energy in that regard to be fed towards some type of negatively oriented being. I'm not trying to fear monger. I'm just trying to say that this what seems to be the case with respects to the certain forms of energetic incursions. Now, let's take a look at this right over here. Have any of you folks heard of the movie Fifth, The Fifth Wave? Now, I'd like to thank a very good friend of the show again, yet Michael Brother, thank you so much. And the reason I say this is because this uh, film uh, features a an actress named Chloe uh, Grace Moretz, if I'm not mistaken. Pretty, de pretty good actress, in my humble opinion. She was in The Equalizer as well with um, with uh, Denzel Washington, the first one. And I have to say, she did this film, a little bit of a low-budget film. Has to do with an alien invasion, but here's what's interesting. My friend Michael, our friend Michael, rather, made a good point saying it seems like the more direct forms of mind programming and drop feeding seem to be put in lower budget movies and then every so often you'll have something put in a very high end budget film such as you know Tenet such as Godzilla versus King Kong with you know Admiral high, um, Admiral Bird's operation high jump footage at, at the very beginning relative to that of there being an implication of the hollow earth theory being substantiated within Agartha now interestingly enough what we'll see here is that the fifth wave was not particularly marketed as a high end level budget type film the CGI wasn't the best you name it but not only that this is how I would dare to say the Orion Dracos tend to overall, and I'm not saying this is factual, I would say this is a proposal. And the more benevolent, negatively oriented beings tend to enslave us. How? What they'll do is they'll put such actors or actresses in films like this and of course they're they're not in on it most of the time from my from what i understand my from what my research is told but they'll put it into more middle level lower budget films that have more direct implications because again to influence mass consciousness at a high level must be that of a very specific agenda-based schedule relative to what we're going to see in Lucis trust very shortly now what ends up happening is they then were are, they find out the aliens cannot be seen the aliens in this movie have taken over the bodies of the people so what they do is to see if the aliens have taken over is they put these wires onto these people's heads particularly children i gotta be careful because of youtube but again keep that in mind we go into this much more on the patreon now what ends up happening is once they can see what happened uh, underneath 
the, uh, the, the child's head with all these wires attached, this is what they see. This is the alien. Now, I would dare to say this, or propose rather, this or something of the sort is exactly what's happening on an, on an esoteric level. How do we know this? Well, let's take a look at this right over here. HuffingtonPost.co.uk Falling into a black hole could turn you into a hologram, published in 2015. Scientists have come up with a theory which could explain what happens to matter once it enters a black hole. It becomes a hologram. Interestingly enough, didn't we learn read this about the hyperversals back on Bibliotheca Plays, a great indexing website pertaining to that in which hyperversal beings tend to refrain or retract and sort of uh, become more introverted into that of an esoteric type uh, form using black holes as we see so again I, I'm not trying to say this is factual I'm saying the connections seem to impl uh, imply some type of holographic esoteric mergence within this reality and another so let's take a look Scientists have come up with a theory that could explain what happens to matter once it, enter, once it enters a black hole, it becomes a hologram. Now, we know what you're thinking, but hang tight because this isn't the case of our body simply appearing at the other end as a projected beam of light. Instead, this is about what happens to anything from human to planet once it becomes sucked into a black hole. All right. Now, take a look at this. Quantum mechanics. All right is very strict on the view that in the universe, no information can be lost or created. Instead, it's simply shifted around and used in different ways, which would support Jacques Vallée's work as well, interestingly enough. But what we'll see here at the paragraph above, the key problem we've had before, and I quote, is that while we know a black hole definitely sucks in matter, like sucking in matter, we have literally no clue what happens to that, quote, information once the black hole disappears and fizzles out. This is crucial to determining the age of a black hole and then working out its beginning and end. Interestingly enough, what we'll see here is that uh, so now we know how to measure them. The next question is, what actually happens when we fall into them? If you're going with the interstellar theory, then while bizarre, a black hole isn't the end of your existence, end quote. Let me mention as well that Jacques Vallée said that he believes that consciousness and esotericism, and I guess you could say that in which you would say is energy, are two sides of the same coin. He refers to, again, what we're living in as a potential information structure. So again, that's when we have to go to the definition of certain words, deriving from that of Latin and other cases, referencing back to the beginning of the episode of the Hebrew alphabet is the key. Right. And I'm not trying to say and apply, imply any type of, you know, Jewish Zion, anything like that. I'm, I'm nothing of the sort. I'm just pointing to where I see the data points lead me to be the case. Now, let's top this off. Finally, with sciencealert.com evidence is mounting October 28, 2016, that routine wisdom teeth removal is a waste of time. Allegedly, if we jump back over here to the project looking glass situation, what we'll see is that these hyperversals wisdom teeth tend to have some type of magnetic resonance that seems to be representative of that of a toroidal field that we see to be the case right over here, a toroidal field or right back over here. Now, how do we know this? Let's take a look at pubmed.ncbi.nlm.nih.gov. Again, we'll see here radiological and histopathological features of internal tooth res resorption. All right. Now, again, I do want to say that Reinhard Friedrich and Michael Amling, I, I don't want to slander. I don't want to get in any trouble legally. We'll be delving into some of the those individuals' connections in the Patreon. Again, interesting thing so we'll just leave it at that for the public episode but keywords here magnetic resonance imaging cone beam computed tomography internal root resorption microcomputed tomography pulp histology and pulp inflammation having to do again for members they'll know this with magnetic tunneling so let's just do a very simple search i want to do this in real time with you folks because we'll see here magnetic tunnel junction technology for the angstrom semiconductor era 
again, I'd like to thank our good friend of the show and member Lewis for helping me out with this. We'll see here that again, what they're looking for here with respect to magnetic tunneling is that you have different layers of information relative to information structures that seem to be representative of that, of an esoteric emergence. Okay, which is where the black scry uh, black scrying mirror comes in. Why do these hyperversals have strange wisdom teeth that represent that of a magnetic resonance? It, it, it's hard to say. It could be like when Phil Schneider said when he encountered some of these reptilian and great tall gray beings in the underground base back in the day at uh, the Dulce base that these beings, he said, one of them had a weapon when they sort of waved their hand in a circular motion, a laser beam would shoot out. The wisdom teeth could be the same thing. Could be a weapon. It could be. It's hard to say. Why the teeth of all parts of the body? Not sure. With that being said, let's take a look at the final piece of documentation here pertaining to the loosest trust. We'll see here now. Let's go full screen. We'll see here. This is from the Wayback Machine website. Okay. To learn more about our bank, its products, its services, and its opportunities for you, please feel free to telephone our telephone communication center, yada, yada, yada. Now, let's take a look at this right here. We're going to see Windsor International Bank and Trust Company Limited. All right. Now, we're going to see where they're located relative to that of certain geographical vicinities that go back to the example I gave at the beginning of certain, again, occult based symbolism that, they, that the elites make us think are ridiculous but really are not. So take a look at this right over here. Friends of Windsor Bank, Jericho, New York. Windsor International Bank and Trust Company. All right, Windsor Affiliates. Um, Intergalactic, inve uh, inter intra-global, excuse me, Investment Group Incorporated or, and Windsor. Now, take a look at this. The bank is also a member of advisor to affiliate of or contributor to the following organizations. WHO, Habitat for Humanity, National Resource Defense Council, Coca-Cola Foundation, those on the for, from the members' episodes pertaining to the nano-domestic quell documents that Snowden leaked out are right there. Christian Children's Fund. Interesting. Okay. National Institute for the Advancement of Science. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's a little interesting, isn't it? Again, pertaining to, again, as our good friend of the show, Jeremy Riss, has said, sort of there being dummy companies that act as sort of metaphorical garbage bins that pick up the type of, I guess you could say, inventions that may question the status quo. Now, we, even, even, we have not even gotten to the highlighted parts. Let's take a look. The Lucis Trust, an NGO for the United Nations. The Rockefeller Foundations, Foundation, excuse me. Council for Foreign Relations. All right, NAFTA. The International Monetary Agency. Conveniently, all of the different aspects and angles and metaphorical pieces of the pie that one would need to sort of, you know, have a vying interest on different economic and esoteric influences of the world. Because again, the esotericism is derived from that of the meaning in which is given to certain things like money, which is why you would need to control such instances and entertainment as well, uh, interestingly enough. Now, the final thing I will say before we end this here is that, again, why give this whole thing, uh, this whole concept of meaning, money, that whole angle there is because money, I think I found the best way to, uh, to explain this relative to what I know to be the case, is a social and moral contract that globally most of us, the vast majority of us, have agreed to abide by, whether it's the US dollar, the, the pound, uh, you know, pound sterling, you, the lira, whatever it is, whatever it is, the, the rupee, you name it. And that is exactly the esoteric element that we're missing that sort of keeps that layer between our spiritual advancement and the technological advancement unparalleled to one another when it should be even, right? Technological advancement's going up, but spiritual is stagnating. Now, there are some, like you and I, that, again, when you're watching this, as I appreciate all of you, public or members, regardless, that are following this path, but we need to, to increase it a little bit more. I'm not saying that it, that's 
that um, that that's factual. I'm not trying to say that that's what we need to do. I'm not trying to pretend to say I have the answers. But looking at the data points in this particular episode, I, I at this point, folks, I don't know what else to say. So without further ado, folks, thank you so very much for watching, and we'll catch all of you very, very soon. Cheers.